From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Thursday, January 28th. I'm Sarah Wright. People all over the county are still feeling the effects of Tuesday's storm, which took out trees and crushed structures and cars. As of this afternoon, customers in almost every community are still without power, with Willits the hardest hit at 3,434 customers in the dark. Redwood Valley is next, with 1,728, then Laytonville and Covilo, with 1,321 and 1,256, respectively. Most of the county roads are now open, but there are still piles of brush on the road, including branches dangling from trees and power and telecommunication lines. A Greenfield resident reported that roads had been partially cleared, but that some houses and vehicles had been damaged. A lot of decks and outbuildings around the county have been splintered, in addition to hundreds of trees, especially madrones and oaks that still have enough leaves to hold onto piles of snow. Kent Stanley with the Mendocino County Department of Transportation reported that Bell Springs Road and Spy Rock Road are still closed. Sherwood Road and the main roads and brook trails are open, and crews are working to clear the smaller roads in the brook trail subdivision. The northern end of Tomkai Road is still closed, with PG&E working on downed power lines. At the bottom of the hill, near the convergence of west and east roads, there's still a slushy drift of snow and a power line draped across the right side of the road. I watched a big pickup truck drive underneath it early this afternoon and continue on its way up the hill. Nancy Jameson in downtown Redwood Valley lost a historic barn full of hay when trees weighted with snow came down on the structure. As we walked through her property after I drove around the valley, she pointed out piles of branches and full-grown oak trees that had simply been uprooted, their root balls six or eight feet across. Tell me what happened with the horses. Um, Well, in my pen, it was like trees were just falling everywhere. And we couldn't catch them, so we finally just opened the gate and let them run out in the front. When we put them back, they were like in shock. <laughs> oh. And how many horses? There's eight horses and a pony here. By this afternoon, the horses seemed more or less adjusted to their pasture full of fallen trees. An Arab Tennessee walker named Paintbrush was nibbling moss from the branches, while two other mares stood shoulder to haunch, napping on their feet. They're not young horses, which Jameson says is lucky, or they would have done something stupid. There was a trail here that went to the field, and this was all pretty open. And that's the main tree that fell on the barn, and that's clear on the other side of the fence. So not all of these trees broke. The roots just got saturated, and they they came right out. No, they just fell over. Can you tell me about this barn? It's been here. I mean, I played in it. It was my grandfather's barn, but I know he didn't build it. It was from before that, and he used to keep his horse here when he um, did the postal route on horses in Redwood Valley. So can you describe what happened that night? It was Tuesday night, right? Yeah. Well, we'd been outside playing in the snow with the grandkids, of course. And we came in the house, you know, and it got real quiet, so you knew it was snowing good. And um, we heard this horrible crash, and it was the barn. And I looked out and said, oh, my gosh, because there was just snow everywhere. We came running out, and we're tr- everybody did, trying to figure out what to do. And there were just trees falling everywhere. And three really freaked out horses. so then they came tearing back down here and we opened the gate and let them in the front field 
It was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. We're lucky we didn't get killed, all of us, honestly. The trails that meander around the pasture, through a canyon, and up a hill are now blocked with rubble from the downed trees. You can't go very far. There used to be a trail. You could walk all the way through the canyon and then go up and go up the hill and around. And <laughs> you can't hardly get past where right there now. And you'll have to get there on foot to buck up all that wood, right? You can't drive up there. Well, you can drive part of the way, but not very far, no. Four-wheelers, I guess. I don't know. Right. Kids. Right. <laughs> Put the kids to work. Have you heard from any of your friends who live up in the hills? Yes, one that came down this morning because she has no power, no phone, no nothing. And um, she said it was pretty treacherous up on Tom Kai. And that's what I was worried about was people that were kind of out. You know, older people maybe can't cut the trees out of the road. Yeah, there's still a power line down at the bottom of the hill on Tomkai with some caution tape hanging on it and trees all over the place. Well, at least they put caution tape, right? right. Now you know it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Duh. Jameson and her family were able to save most of the hay, except for the bales that are still mashed under the tree that flattened the old barn. Two days after the storm, her huge flock of peacocks, which expanded after the 2017 fire, took shelter in another outbuilding, or pecked around in the yard with a few of the chickens that ventured outside in the rain. A little blonde cat and a rooster napped in another barn, and a shaggy pony, smaller than the two Pyrenees dogs, watched us calmly from the far side of his pen. So you had some property losses, but no lost animals and no injured people, right? No. No lost animals, no injured people, and we're better off than a lot of people, I'm sure. We just have a lot of work. Yeah. And a lot of firewood. <laughs> we all sew, so it works out. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.